Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna walk right out of here, for this is a Fred the Only Productions podcast. Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that walk. Yeah. It's probably the best weapon. That is that is the best. The best walk. The greatest walk to ever walk. Yep. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Oh, gosh. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Any conversation anyway. Well, we're gonna have company! No! Hello. Hello. Ooh, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fuleka Tarmaja. And I am absent but dictated Michael Lister. Hey. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Freya. Yes, yes. With Michael not here, unfortunately. No. But for good reason. Great reason. Best reason. Best reason you could have for not being on a podcast. He's a daddy for the second time. Daddy <laughs> yes, Bubby, Bubby, Bubby arrived on uh, on on Friday. Yay so for Baby Lister number two. Baby Lister number two. We are very very happy and excited uh, for the Lister family. Yes, uh, big congratulations. Big congratulations. Um, so yes, understandably, Mike could not join us for this week's episode. Um, but that does not mean. That he will be, uh, his presence will not be felt. Oh, no. If you will. Yes, he, he is going to be present. He's still here. He's given us the present. Yeah. Of being here without being here. Be- yes. <laughs> We've been blessed with, with, with some notes um, that I am looking forward to reading. Yes, me too. Because, um, you know, I, I was like, God damn it, it's week two of Doctor Who and Mike's not here. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably one of the really good episodes too. Yeah, so, so but yeah, fortunately, um, yeah, he's left a detailed, detailed thing for us to kind of relay to y'all so you get his opinions yes. on everything um, and we can maybe discuss based on what he says mm-hmm. as well. Um, we'll go from that. Awesome. But um, but yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, Mike will be back next week. So, all things going according to plan. Woo! He will. Uh, Fulia. Yes. Um, did you watch anything <laughs> cool this week? Uh, I watched the, a few things. I actually thought I wasn't gonna get a chance to watch anything until the weekend happened. Um, mm. So um, we got a chance to catch up with one of our old co-hosts, Wayne. Yeah. Which was so much fun to see him. It was great. <laughs> we had uh, we had a good dinner out at our usual oh place. Oh, my God. We missed yeah. it so much. Oh, we did. Um, and the wait staff missed us, too. Uh, yeah, they, so they nice. really did. They're the best. Peace, <laughs> everyone. Eltona. Oh, yeah. Go check him out Go if you can. Go check him out. Highly rated. Definitely. Get the Mamma Mia pizza. <laughs> that is her favorite. <laughs> the only thing I order. I love yes. it that much. It's so good. Anyway, anyway, go. Um, and then after we had our dinner, we went back to his place to watch a movie yeah. that I've never seen before. And neither at high. We watched <laughs> Planes, Trains and, and Automobiles. automobiles. <laughs> John Hughes classic starring Steve Martin and John Candy. Yes. 
That was a really, really interesting film. It was great. Um, not something that I would have seen myself on my own, to be honest. Which is surprising for me because I know you love Steve Martin. I love Steve Martin, but I think I'm more attuned to his more current stuff in the last... Okay. Let's, see, let's say in the last 20 years. Okay, sure. <laughs> Not beyond that. No, you don't. You don't. You don't find yourself hunting down vintage Martin. No, okay. no. Fair enough. Unless it's the Three Amigos. Unless it's the Three Amigos. Yeah, that's mm. the that's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we got a chance to watch that. I really enjoyed it. Um. We had a few good giggles out of that as well. It was also very, um, heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, like like a good John Hughes film, it, it makes you laugh your ass off, but also makes you feel. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was really really interesting for me, at least in terms of the experience of watching it. Yes. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Wayne, for the yes, recommendation. Thank you. <laughs> really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got the chance to watch. Um, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, you... I binged all of it. <laughs> but I will be happy to watch it all over again. It is good. <laughs> Take that knife from oh, out of my heart. Oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> I bet you I've forgotten something. No, no, we no. We were supposed to watch it together, weren't no, we? No, I'm just surprised that... <laughs> I don't know if we had plans to watch it together, <laughs> but I'm just surprised that you've binged it already. I haven't even had... It came out two days ago. There's only five episodes. Oh, is it? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not My bad. Many. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Um, I thought... No, honestly, I thought there was going to be like at least ten. Yeah, what? well, because like last season there was... How many? It was like eight? Something but, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, only five this time. Yeah, five this okay. time around. But it's all uh, being filmed in America because of what? Because of the whole oh, pandemic situation. Yeah, so lo- they, local stuff. They had to do it local. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, America's got a plethora of, of, of funny, interesting things mm. for, for Goldblum to yes. be the most Goldblumiest over. Yeah. Um, I, Like, they haven't mentioned anything, but I'm hoping they bring out, like, a few extra episodes later on. Um, Does it feel like this, it's a short season? It, it just feels like it's missing a couple of extra episodes. Oh, okay, <laughs> but it's but it's still good. The topics okay. he talks about is great. Great. The first one is the best. It's about dogs. <laughs> How could you go wrong? I know you cannot go wrong. It's so good. Uh, I we both love Jeff Goldblum. We do, big fans, um, and I appreciate his enthusiasm <laughs> and you know just his. His what? What's that word I'm looking for? Mannerisms. His, his mannerisms, but also his curiosity for learning about new things yes. and, and different things and Very just everyday open, stuff as well. Open-minded guy. Very open-minded. I absolutely love that. Um, and I like his 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 enthusiasm is also very infectious. Mm. It just gets you thinking about yes. all the things that he's thinking about, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, you're right, Jeff. You're so right. <laughs> You're so, so I love right. that. I love that about him. Um, and yep. that show is awesome. And one last thing I will mention is uh, in the Discord uh, at the, on the day of recording, uh, we got to watch 
an animated film that's currently streaming on Netflix. Scoob. Oh. From 2020. Had you seen it before? No. And what did you think? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like it was all right. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's 3D animation. Um, yes. So not your usual 2D animation. I was so used to watching Scooby Doo in the 2D animation. Yes. Which I absolutely love growing up. Um, but this 3D animation um, was an interesting take on it. And, but it was also a really sweet story. Like when, when you get to the end of it, um, it's a 90 minute movie and, but I, you get to see puppy Scoob at the beginning, mm-hmm. but not for very long, oh, okay. which is a shame because yeah. I really liked puppy Scoob and, but puppy Scoob had the same voice as adult Scoob. <laughs> oh, interesting. But it was still cute. Okay. <laughs> um, so I really did, I did enjoy that, but um, not as much as I was hoping to. Um, yeah, disappointing. Yeah. yeah. The, the cool thing about it is they've decided to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They added in characters from the Hanna-Barbera franchise yes. into Scoop. Yes, that's interesting. They had Dick Dastardly in this one. Oh. Yeah. What a throwback. From Wacky Races. Wacky Races. <laughs> <laughs> My God. And Muttley, of course. You've got to have of Muttley. Of course, yes. Um, so wow. he was he was the villain mm-hmm. of, of the movie, which was fun until you find out other things. But it was... <laughs> Simon Cowell's in this too. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's a no from me. <laughs> um so yeah it was i don't know if you'd enjoy it to be honest i think you'd be bored of it to be Uh, honest okay fair enough Um, thank you for letting me know yeah (laughs) like i enjoyed it for what it was Mm -hmm. um but yeah i was just a little disappointed um on the way they decided to take it Mm. and not give us a little bit more of puppy scoob but oh well doesn't matter no good no No. i think i feel like they rushed the intro they just were like this is how Shaggy and Scooby met. Montage to adulthood. That was it. <laughs> Lame. Yeah. It was, It was like I said, it was a bit disappointing, but it was all right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I watched. Cool. What about you? What have you been watching, Kendall? Me. Let's see. Um, well, I went to the movies during the week. And I saw The Last Duel. Nice. Um, it was good. Very good. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah, so this is the uh, based on his actual historical events situation. This is the um, Adam Driver movie, isn't it? Yes, Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Jodie Comer, Ben mm. Affleck. Um, yeah, uh, drama um, uh, set in um, France in, oh God, I can't remember what year. I think like the 1300s or 1400s oh, wow, around okay. that around that yep. time so long 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 time ago um but um but yeah fabulous I I really liked it they kind of because it's about the scandal where uh, Adam Driver's character um rapes Jodie Comer's character oh and because she's a woman yeah uh, you know her whether or not she's being honest is questioned, right? Oh, I suppose back in the day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially during that time. Yes, where, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're if you proven to be lying about such a claim by bringing against a man of 
such you know high stature mm. you could be put to death for yeah it. so it's very yeah intense but they tell the story uh from three different points of view so you get what everyone you know the the three main players matt damon adam driver jody coma you get their characters perspectives yeah. on what really happened what they think happened and you know etc and it's yeah it's done very well okay and it looks it looks great and it was intense and and funny in interesting parts there's a couple of funny moments like ben affleck's character is a bit aloof (laughs) and 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 it speaks a bit more modern in certain aspects right which i found interesting Mm. but it was and i mean they're all i mean well you know i mean adam i think adam driver was doing most oh i don't know they're all kind of doing their own accents. They weren't all really doing. Well, none of them were speaking French. Unless they said a French word, then they pronounced it in French. In French. Okay. But otherwise, Matt Damon is American, but he's like sounding posh American. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Adam yeah. Driver was probably similar but better. Um, yeah. He and Jodie Comer were the two standouts of the whole thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Very pleased. Cool. With that. Yeah. So I loved that. Um, and then, gosh, what else? I mean, I'm, where am I with X-Files now? I'm, <laughs> what season is Kendall what S season? now? <laughs> I'm, I'm in season five. I know that. I just can't remember the exact episode um, because it's just, there's just so much. We're getting the X-Files update from Kendall. Yes, X-Files update. <laughs> so important. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm up to episode 11 of season five. So nice. I'm, I'm basically halfway through season five. Okay. So loving the shit out of that still. Fantastic stuff. Um, and uh, and yeah, and I finished this week because um, it finished. American Crime Story, Impeachment, um, aired its last episode this week. So this is the season where they tackled the whole uh, Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky affair that happened in the 90s and everything kind of surrounding that mm-hmm. uh, investigation. And um, it was very, very good. Very, very good. Nice. I'm, ex- I'm expecting Emmys and Golden Globes for the, the cast and the production, and it was very well made. Um, and then based on Wayne's recommendation, I started watching a docu-series about the same thing called The Clinton Affair. Ah, I've got two episodes left. I haven't finished it all yet, but um, I was really curious to hear the real, real from the peop- the actual people. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's quite good as well. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of political stuff that I they didn't include in the fictional account that I'm was thankful for in the fictional <laughs> account. Um, but um, but yeah, it's all very interesting the way it all kind of played out. So mm. but yeah, but yeah. That's, that's been me this week. Watching, nice. Watching a very interesting spectrum of things from me, but that's usual. So, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's time then to get into the week that was nerdy news. What do you say? I say let's go. I say let's go. <laughs> This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alright. It's nerdy news time. And kicking off the news this week, sadly, we have um, to comment on the sudden passing of... Um, 
wonderful and incredibly talented actor by the name of Dean Stockwell, um, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 85. Uh, very prolific in the sci-fi world. Not only was he in episodes of Stargate, Battlestar Galactica, um, and uh, of course he's most known uh, for his uh, supporting role in Quantum Leap um, with Scott Bakula, which was huge um, in the uh, in the eighties. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, and then he was also a, a, a featured player in a couple of David Lynch's notable works, including Dune, nineteen eighty four. Um, and then um, the one role that most people were really touting this week was his uh, performance in Blue Velvet um, in the in the eighties, another another David Lynch film. Everyone was really drawing attention to that. Um, and um, and yeah, and he's also known for his his role in Married to the Mob. Um, so a very great career uh, he had. And um, yeah, I'd only seen him in. Um, the, the sci-fi stuff, so Battlestar Galactica and and, and uh, episode of Stargate SG-1 that he was in. Um, and he played a very good villain in Battlestar. Like, quite quite good. Very, very talented. Very complicated character he had to portray. Um, and, yeah, you every time you saw him show up, you knew something nefarious was going to happen. Um, but I would love to go back and watch Quantum Leap because I, yeah, I was obviously either not alive or just too young <laughs> when that uh, aired. So I don't really, I, I, haven't, I haven't really engaged with it properly, but by all accounts, it's a very good show. Um, and by all accounts, he was a wonderful man. And um, as I know, a very talented actor. So he will be most definitely missed. Um, Michael had some thoughts he wanted to relay about the late Dean Stockwell. And Fulia is going to read those out for us. So, as uh, quoted by Michael, I didn't know him as well as most character actors, but I do appreciate his work in movies, TV and film. His most known role as Al from Quantum Leap will probably be his magnum opus for any syndicated genre television show of that time. Wow. Back when TV was going through a weird phase of experimental themes and storytelling and Quantum Leap was no exception, a guy going through space and time and ending up in a different body each week. Voice work, he was Duke Nukem, no, not that one, from Captain (laughs) Planet, and was also Tim Drake, older Robin, in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, director DVD, Good cartoon, would recommend. He was in David Lynch's Dune as Dr. Wellington Yu, in which having the new Dune uh, coming soon, all the more reason to celebrate (laughs) his life and work. (laughs) Putting a little gag in there at the end. Love that. that. (laughs) Yes, well said, Mike. Well said. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, All right, let's move on into other news now um because friday was disney plus day Yay! holy crap mickey mouse online mickey, <laughs> mickey mouse online um yes yes mickey mouse said look at everything i've got <laughs> <laughs> there's so much things coming out woo <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, anyway. <laughs> Neither could we. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Neither could we. Holy crap. So it was a great day to be a, a Disney fan on Friday. Great day to be a subscriber. Um, I mean, Shang-Chi became free and included to all subscribers Yay! now. So you can watch it at home if you want to. <laughs> um, same with Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. And as forementioned, The World, according to Jeff Goldblum, yes. season two dropped. Yes. Um, lots of new content dropping. Um, but the really cool thing that I wasn't expecting was all these announcements yeah. and, and, and behind the scenes stuff and sneak peeks and all this, all these things that are coming that we knew were coming. And then some of them we didn't know were coming at all. Mm. Um, there was a little kind of BTS teaser for, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, little like two, three minute featurette thing, uh, which had um, uh, Deborah Chow, who's the director, and of course Ewan McGregor being interviewed about their thoughts on the show and stuff. And you hear Ewan talking about how excited he is to work with Hayden Christensen again. Um, and then what what the starting point for the show is, you know, in terms of the time, like, you know, because he's last time we saw him in this context, he was, you know, on Tatooine, um, you know quote-unquote, watching over Luke. Okay. You know, uh, baby Luke. So, yeah, and so we're looking at, a, you know, 10-plus years after that. Um, and then, yeah, just going from there. So that was really, really cool. Um, we don't... We still don't have a release, a release date or a proper trailer for that one yet, but it is coming out next year. Um, so that's exciting. There's also a lot of concept art, which was really, really cool. Um, what else? There was... What else do we have? There was a new Boba Fett special that dropped under the helmet. Um, so it's kind of like a, a doco about the character um, as we gear up for the book of Boba Fett, which is pretty cool. Um, but if you're a Marvel fan, like we are, oh yeah, um, this was the most exciting part because uh, on the on the Disney Plus app they dropped a 15 minute um, sizzle reel kind of thing. Um, which at first, like for the first, like, you know, half of it, it's just look at all the awesome things you watched this year. Yeah. You know? And they really transitioned well between each oh, of them. Oh my God. So good. I mean, we love a good segue on this program, yeah. but my God, they were just, they've been taking notes from us. That's all I got to <laughs> oh, say. Yeah. 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 Totally. All I, all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was just, you know, segueing between from one division, Falcon Winter Soldier to Loki to what if... Um, and then into Hawkeye, we got some new Hawkeye footage that looked freaking Yay! awesome. <laughs> Just the camera work going on, this, you know, pan, you know, three, like a, a 360. 360 pan, one so, shot. So good. Single, single shot. Love those yeah. type of shots. Oh my God. Brilliant, brilliant. Lots of really cool stunts and action going on and some great banter, of course, between uh, Clint Barton and Kate Bishop can't wait it looks great it looks like i'm getting the hype trains kicking off oh like, yeah we're, we're a week and a half away now from hawkeye <laughs> so um yes things are very exciting Oof. um it's gonna be great so we got that we also got our first ever footage of three upcoming disney plus marvel shows mm-hmm. moon knight starring oscar isaac yeah um that looks dark as hell um I think I'm still keen to watch it. I well, I, hey, hey, hey! I, 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 
I live in the darkness. I was born <laughs> molded by it. I know. I, you know me. I love. I live for that shit. So. Oh no! I was saying it more so because I don't usually go for that. True. <laughs> you make a good point. Um, it does look dark though. It, it gives me kind of Daredevil vibes in, in, in that in the sense of the just the tone. Like mm. Netflix is Daredevil. Uh, but um, I'm so curious to learn more about his character and these multiple personalities that are contained within him and what his story is, what his struggle is, and it just looks great. Yeah. Um, and then we got a glimpse of um, glimpse of She-Hulk for the first time. Yes! My girl Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer Walters, uh, Bruce Banner's cousin, I'm fairly certain is, is the correct family term, cousin. Um, and yeah, you see Professor Hulk in this, mm. which was very curious to me because, you know, we just come out of Shang-Chi and yeah. the post credit scene and he's regular Bruce. Yeah. But then there's a, sh- a weird shot in this little, t- you know, te- quick, you know, teaser thing that they did where he's actually a regular Bruce, but it looks like they're in the seventies for some reason. I know. And I was like, what is up with that? What's going on? What's going on here? Um, needless to say, I'm fucking just, yes, give it to me now, please, <laughs> please. One of my favorite actresses in my, one of my favorite franchises, just, just all going to work very well for me. Um, and, uh, and yeah. And then lastly, Miss Marvel, um, our first, yes. first, first really good look at Kamala Khan. Um, and, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Looks fantastic. <laughs> I think it's going to be fun. Um, probably more family friendly than something like Moon Knight, for example. Mm. Um, and supremely great just representation um, for for Muslims everywhere um, to have a Muslim hero like her representing them. Um, you know, they make a mention of it in a little snippet of like, you know, um, you know, brown girls never, you know, get to save the day kind of thing. And it's like, well, today they do, you know. Um, so that's, that's just wonderful. Um, very, very cool. So yeah, Marvel, Marvel was just great. Um, and then they also, of course, announced all these other shows that we don't have because they're in production. We have no idea what they look like just Mm. yet, but, um, we've got a bunch of new things. So Spider-Man, uh, freshman year is an animated series is coming, um, very soon. We've also got Marvel Zombies is coming. They're doing a Marvel Zombies series. Um, what else was there? X-Men 97. So it's a continuation of the uh, the 90s X-Men cartoon. So that is that is very exciting. I, a lot of people I know are very keen for that most of all, um, which is... Which is very cool. I mean, I yeah, I haven't watched the OG X-Men since, uh, you know, back in the day, really. But I loved that show as well. And, yeah, to see that it's actually getting a continuation now is just really, really great. Um, what else was there? Echo, new show. Um, character that is going to be introduced in Hawkeye is getting their own series. Um, so that was... We got our first little peek of that official announcement. Um, I am Groot, which of course we were all knew was coming as well, as well as the Guardians Christmas special, um, Ironheart, Armor Wars, 
Um, Secret Invasion, that part was cool because uh, we got a glimpse of Nick Fury without the eye patch, ladies oh and gentlemen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he now has a glass eye. Yep. Yep. No more eye patch, man. <laughs> eye patches are gone. Eye patches are gone. Um, yeah. Uh, so there's just. And then, of course, the last thing I haven't mentioned Agatha, House of Harkness. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Catherine Hans, Agatha Harkness, uh, as was previously announced, um, getting her own spin-off show from WandaVision, and we got to look at the title of what the show is going to be called, and the logo, and it's just, yeah. It's all just very wonderful stuff. Um, so I was very, 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 very happy with that. Um, what else was there that wasn't Marvel? There was a, Bay- yeah, Baymax is getting his own show, which I fully is very excited about. Ah! And I will ask you your thoughts as soon as I finish listing everything. Yes, yes. Keep gonna, going. Keep I'm gonna, going. I'm going to throw to you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really, really cool. That's going to do really well, I think. Baymax is such a great character. Um, and what else do we have? Oh, okay, the well, the X-Men 97 is coming in 2023. So um, keep an eye on it then. Um, da 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 there's going to be a Cars series um, with Owen Wilson and Larry the Cable Guy coming back to voice Lightning McQueen and, and Maida. That's really cool. It's called Cars on the Road. Um, Princess and the Frog series, uh, which is really cool with uh, Tiana. And it looks like it's going to be 2D animation. So they're keeping in line with that. Thank goodness for that. Um... Zootopia Plus is a new short form series that's coming next year. Um, so that looks like they're just going to be telling all these animal centric stories. You know, it's like maybe an anthology series, I think. Right, okay. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. Um, oh, there's a Predator prequel called Prey that is coming uh, to Hulu. So uh, hopefully it'll be on Disney Plus mm. um, for us here in Australia. That's interesting. Um, and yeah, I think that's. Oh yeah, and then there was of course the um, the first glimpse of the Sanderson sisters um, in Hocus Pocus two. There was a photo. Yeah. Of the ladies, the witchy ladies, that was released, um, and that had me very excited. So. Um, yeah, that's pretty much they're the biggest takeaways, I think. There's a lot of other stuff that they announced, but I'm not going to get into everything. I will be here all night. Um, obviously, as I said, the Marvel stuff has me the most excited. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the fact that we got, you know, just some new some new footage, some new new Hawkeye stuff, and so, and first glimpse of, of our, the next uh, upcoming um Live action stuff. They also name dropped What If Season 2 and Loki Season 2 in there as well, which made me very happy. I'm like, yes. Yes, we need to prioritize Loki Season 2 now. (laughs) Because I'm not waiting another five ever for that to come out. So, anyway, enough from me. Fulia? Yes. Please, what are your takeaways from from Disney Plus Day 2021? Oh my goodness. There's a lot of things that are already available to watch right now. And I've already watched one of them. Yes, you have. So good. 
and I'm really looking forward to watching, you know, a few others um, that are currently on my list, um, including Ciao Alberto, which is like a little short from um, the movie Luca mm-hmm. about Alberto, who mm-hmm. is Luca's friend, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Um, I'm going to take one for the team and watch Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh! Because <laughs> I am kind of curious. Okay, um, you are taking one for the team. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. It. <laughs> no, good, good, good for you. And then I'll let you know, please, to not watch it. <laughs> yes, I expect. I would say I would expect your review next week, but no, you're not going to be here next week. So no, <laughs> that's all right. Next, um, next time. Oh my goodness! Um, just the, you know, the um, Marvel Studios assemble for Shang Chi is available as well, which I really can't wait. To yeah, watch. I need to need to watch that. I'm gonna need get around to, to that. see that. Um, get around to that this week. My goodness, you know, Jungle Cruise is now available for free on Disney Plus, and mm-hmm. I'm 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 still on the I'm still on the fence about it. Okay. But I'm gonna watch and see. Okay. Um, what yeah, I think. I'm I'm kind of the same, but yeah. I I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna check it out. Yeah. Um, when it comes to all the, like, the Marvel stuff, um, my goodness, like, just, I love the way that they did this little special event, we'll oh. call it, uh, of, like, 15 minutes worth of um, awesomeness, mm-hmm. um, you know, where the first half, as you said, was a recap of the ones we've already seen so far, and then the rest of it is just like, this is what you're going to expect soon, or in the next year or two. And my goodness, the moment it transitioned into Hawkeye, ah, (laughs) (laughs) like that was the moment I actually got chills because there was like, they used the line that the watcher said about, you know, new heroes. Yeah. And then it's, you know, we're into Hawkeye and it's Kate Bishop and it's Clint Barton and I'm like, <laughs> a new generation of heroes is coming. I just creamed my jeans. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Uh no, all good. <laughs> That's fine. Um, you know, with the announcement and some extra footage of um shows and of movies that I've really like a few that I've heard about, a few that I've not even heard about at all. Yeah. Um uh, Moon Knight looks really interesting. Definitely looks very dark. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about the power of this character. Mm. So I'd like to learn more about him. Um, She-Hulk, my goodness. Oh, my God. Need that. Yes. So need that right now. Uh, and, of course, Miss um, Marvel is going to be really cool. Um, just being able to see, you know, a person of color represented as a yes. superhero. Yes. Uh, which is really cool. And at such a young age, too. Yeah, yeah. Which is really interesting to me. Yeah, um, well, she, yeah, she's she's a teenager in the comics, too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be that's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. Mm, yeah. I think so. That's going to be cool. Um, yeah, and then, you know, all these other ones that just titles were announced. And, like... I was ex- I was waiting for Agatha, um, the Agatha series to, to come up, mm-hmm. and that was like the last one that showed, which was really interesting. Um, and then you get Secret Invasion with you know the patchless Nick Fury, and we just I as soon as that popped up, I was like, oh, yeah. like literally, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm really looking forward to that as well. 
Um, and then just a bunch of other things, you know. Echo. Echo. I've never heard of that one. I'm yeah. curious as to what that's going to be about. I'm hoping um, that it has something to do with a possibility of a deaf hero. I don't think that's probably... I don't think that's going to be the case, but that's kind of how how I'm seeing it. If the word echo, you think about, um, you know, sound and audibility and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where my mind goes. Um, I could be so off and it could be something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it'd be really awesome if they did because, you know, we've already got one... Um, uh, one character in the Eternals who's deaf, mm. um, who has the who has um, these awesome powers, the um, the flash powers, we'll say. Yes, the flash <laughs> powers. Well, uh, Maya Lopez, who who is uh, Echo, is yeah, you're right, deaf, deaf. You called it. Yay! You called it. Um, yeah, she's connected to King uh, Kingpin. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be bringing in Wilson Fisk into the MCU proper. Ah, okay. Um, this is in the comics. Yeah. So I don't know how she's going to be connected to, um, Hawkeye, really. I'm just trying to, I'm looking through this article to see if there's any references. Oh, it's something to do with Ronan. Okay. But Ronan was, in the MCU, Ronan was Hawkeye when he went dark. So maybe that's, uh... The connection. Hmm, that's going to be interesting to see mm. then, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Groot. My goodness, like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. All of the cuteness of baby Groot and p- potentially, um, maybe even teenage Groot. Yeah, maybe. Or just every iteration of Groot. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. But I'm hoping, I think it's going to, I think I Am Groot is going to be a lot of fun to mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, they also announced the fact that we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Yeah, well, we already knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's going to be fun as well. Yes. Um, in other Disney Plus stuff that got announced, I think the most excited I am is the the one thing that I'm most excited for is the Baymax series. Of course, I cannot wait. I watched the teaser trailer for it. It is adorable. I I was squeeing when I watched <laughs> it. I was just like, of course, ah, yes. Uh, I'm, I am so excited for that because it's the same voice actor that's playing Baymax in the show. Oh great! It's so good. Thank goodness that they got they got him. Back. And it's like a little. It's kind of like um, a story about how Baymax is there to help people yes. along, and it's I so good. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Hello, I am Baymax, your personal healthcare companion. <laughs> <laughs> that is my impression. Nice. Um, <laughs> but. I absolutely love Baymax. It's going to be so good and I cannot wait. Yay! Oh my gosh, there's so much awesomeness coming out of yeah. Disney Plus Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't even touched on any of the others, but oh, just Oof. yeah, so much. So much. But they're, they're, them's the highlights. Yep, 100%. Yes, yes. Now, Mike had some things to say. He did. Um, which I will read out. Um, some of the things we know that are coming are coming, like Rescue Rangers. 
uh, in parentheses, all for that, and the Star Wars slash Marvel stuff. But I'm so excited for the X-Men 97 all-new original series. That shit was my jam as a kid. Like, who doesn't have that theme song stuck in their head? Right the fuck now, in all caps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, I'm hoping for what they did for He-Man, a more streamlined animation and an updated storytelling with concepts and themes a bit more adult. Yes, I know that this is for kids, but come on, it's old farts like me who are going to be first in line to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. Nail on the head, Mike. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if they go the Kevin Smith uh, Masters of Universe Revelation route with this... Yes. Um, it's going to be hot property. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's for us. So it's like those memes from, you know, a generation ago, it feels like now, but like, you know, Toy Story 3 is not for you guys. It's for us. It's definitely for us. (laughs) (laughs) Care what you say. (sighs) All right. Let's move on to some other news now. I've got some DC news. Um, Linda Carter, uh, the OG Wonder Woman herself, um, has been confirmed to appear in, um, Wonder Woman 3 this week, which is very uh, exciting and kind of a not, not, um, surprising really considering she was Asteria in, uh, in Wonder Woman 1984, um, the very powerful Amazonian who, who wielded the, um, uh, the the golden armor with the wings that we see um, that we see our Wonder Woman yeah Diana um, wearing um, Gal Gadot in that movie which is very cool <laughs> um, but yeah so it's kind of yeah not a surprise that um, yeah she's gonna be in in Wonder Woman three we don't really know what Wonder Woman three is gonna be about yet uh, it's probably not going to be out for a couple more years at least yeah. Um, so, which is a shame. I have a great segue, but I might have to hold it because I got to throw to Fulia for her thoughts in a, in a moment. But, um, mm. but I'm excited to see more Linda Carter though, because I love, like, I love it when, you know, not just superhero movies and comic book movies or series do this, but like just in general in media, when the, you know, the remake or the reboot recognizes those that came before them. And, you know, finds a way to include, uh, you know, actors and make references to the old stuff yeah. in some kind of nice, respectful way like this. So, I, yeah, so that makes me very happy. Um, so, yeah, hopefully she'll have a, a pretty big, I don't know, she probably won't have a pretty big role, but, you know, some kind of maybe mentor for for um, for Diana yeah. going forward would be would be very cool. Um, but who knows? We'll find out. Fulia, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, look, to be honest, I'm not really um, too um, aware of um, the old Wonder Woman films that uh, Linda Carter appeared in. Um, I myself came across her for the first time in that post credit scene. Ah. Uh, so for me, it was interesting to sort of just hear everybody else in the, in the audience. Everyone's like, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Just whispering to their friend next to them. (laughs) So, um, I'm interested to see, um, how they bring her in 
and um, just how her character works in the film. But mm. um, yeah, all for it, definitely. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to actually watch. I've never seen the the series. So because she was yeah, she was Wonder Woman. It was a TV series in the mid to late seventies. Mm. It was pretty big back then. But I've never. I don't think I've ever seen it. Or if I have, I would have been really young and I don't remember it. Mm. But but um, but yeah, it would be nice to revisit that to compare it but anyway um so like i said wonder woman 3 probably not happening for a while like something else that uh one patty jenkins is also working on which brings me to our next news item segway <laughs> crushed it um <laughs> see that's how it's done disney you know yes you, you're welcome you learn from the masters <laughs> uh star wars rogue squadron has been delayed also speaking of disney um unfortunately it's been removed from uh the the schedule um oh the release schedule yeah it was supposed to uh come out i believe in 2023 was the initial release window for Rogue Squadron, um, and they were supposed to be filming next year. But um, Patty Jenkins, who's the director, um, she had uh, some prior filming commitments that she could not uh, work her way out of or work around, unfortunately. So the schedule is a bit full. Um, so they've had to basically remove Rogue, Rogue Squadron from the schedule until they can actually get around trying to figure out how to line everyone up to, to make it happen and make it work. So mm. very disappointing to hear that because I was very, very excited to for this movie because this is actually f- going to be, I think, the first film coming out since Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, you know, the first time Star Wars is going to be back on the big screen since then, since the sequel trilogy wrapped up, um, you know, rather controversially for some <laughs> for some Star Wars fans. Uh, and because this is going to be kind of a, a, a Star Wars story that we've not really seen before, like, mm. we don't know if it's going to be connected to any of the Skywalker-related things. Maybe because, you know, Star, we Star Wars fans tend to live for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I also kind of want want them to do not have that to like have nothing to do with it at the same time like i'm kind of two minds like it'd be really cool if it was just completely separate from the skywalker saga um whereas everything else must be connected to it in some way but who knows but the fact that it's going to be like you know about you know fighter pilots Mm. um i think is just super cool uh, and a side of the either the rebellion or the empire we've not seen before. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm here for I'm here for it. We just unfortunately gonna have to wait at least another year or two on top of what we thought we would be waiting for that to come out, which sucks. Um, Fulia, you have any thoughts? Um, so Road Squadron being delayed. Um, look, I'm I'm not surprised. In, in this sort of time mm-hmm. um, with everything that's happening right now. And obviously, you know, uh, Patty just has a lot to do. She's got a lot on her plate at the mm-hmm. moment. So um, it is understandable that, you know, it, it needs to be delayed. It's better to not have another date and then delay it, I suppose, in this instance. So um, yeah. the fact that they've just decided, look, we're going to take it off the schedule until we know 100% that we are ready to go for this to be released. We're mm-hmm. not going to tell you when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. Totally fine. Just make it good 
And then let us know that you're ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Take your time. Definitely. Get it right. Don't be a cyberpunk. Don't. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you just triggered oh. everybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Mike had some uh, some quick comments on, on, on this delay. Uh, and he just says, the COVID ripple effect is still strong with schedules being all out of whack. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yes, true, true, it is. That could even, well, actually, no, I was going to say that maybe could be a part of it, but probably is because, like, whatever was scheduled that is the reason Rogue Squadron's been pushed off mm. is because of the things that she's got working on now were yeah. probably, probably delayed because of COVID. So yeah, maybe. that's a good point, Mike. She's not even here and he's making good points <laughs> that I'm missing. Thank you very much. All right. Um, I think it's the last news item now. Yep. Yes, last night I'm in the news this week. Big news week. Um, it's official. Squid Game Season 2 <laughs> is a go. <laughs> of course, in other news, water is wet. Um, <laughs> it's not clear when it's going to be happening uh, just yet. So it's probably going to be, I'd say this is probably a 2023 thing yeah I, I can't see season two of this coming out next year but who knows it could happen um but yeah the writer and director huang don hyuk has confirmed that the show will be returning basically he just said um that um <laughs> we kind of forced his hand <laughs> <laughs> because the world really took a hold of it and watched it so much he was like well we've kind of got no choice now we gotta you know we gotta do it they so, got all the money to do it, so why not? They got all, yeah, they got that Netflix money. Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, there's been, this is his direct quote, there's been so much pressure, so much demand, and so much love for a second season, so I almost feel like you leave us no choice. <laughs> um, but I will say there will indeed be a second season. It's in my head right now. I'm in the planning process currently, but I do think it's too early to say when and how that's going to happen. That's fair. Yeah, totally fair. So it's so, um, so early. He has said... Um, that Gi-hun will return. Um, Lee Jung-jae, who played him in the, in the show, is coming back, of course. And that is the most important thing of this, because <laughs> spoilers for Squid Game Season 1, you know, we had a little bit of a cliffhanger with his character at the end. You know, he's the last thing we... the last person we see in the show. So, um... He made a decision that I didn't agree with, but I get why he'd made it. <laughs> so I'm very excited that um, that we're going to, you know, find out why and what happened. So, yeah, bring it on. It's a good game. Season two. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, Fulia, you have, you have something from Mike to read out about this? Yes. So direct from Michael. Spoilers for season one. Yes. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I'm all for season two as they unintentionally set up a continuation of the story of Gihan to enter back into the games with an axe to grind. Yep. <laughs> there are a number of act- uh, there are a number of questions left unanswered, like what happened to police officer Huang Junho, mm-hmm. or at least his body. <laughs> yep. And Junho's brother, frontman, who's now in charge of the games. Mm-hmm. Potential sequel on the wiki. The showrunner Huang Dong Hyuk set out 
not to have a sequel and had a bad time in the production of the first season. Yes. He has hinted that if there was a season two, he would hire a writing team as the first was originally a film and had to add so much to make it nine episodes. Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh, Huang also stated that it would focus more on the police and front men involvement my prediction is that the Squid Games goes deeper within the South Korean government and or the global capitalist agenda to fuck over the poor and vulnerable. But I'll stop there as this is not the podcast for it. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Well said, Mike. Yeah, no. Um, no, look, honestly, I know we don't talk politics on this podcast. I'm not about to do that without Mike here, but he make again he makes a great point um, because yeah, there's definite opportunity for them to go even more into the the social and political commentary that the first season began um, and to keep that going. And I also really want to know more about um, the front man because um, yeah, the Jun Ho was the detective who. Um, yeah, he was trying to find out what happened to his brother and got involved. Like, he ended up on the island where the games take place. And yeah. It was very sneaky and managed to, um, you know, assume different roles within the the facility to try and find out what happened to his brother. And yeah. then, yeah, and then dun-dun-dun, his brother's actually running the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that was really interesting. So I hope we get some backstory on them. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, Junho was probably one of my favorite characters in the show as well. So, um, that would be sweet. Nice. All right. That's uh, nerdy news. Done. Woo, we wrapped up. We wrapped it. Done. Done and done. Which means now it is time, of course, to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Okay, it's trailer park time. Uh, three trailers, uh, of course, to talk about. Um, no more, no less. Mm-hmm. Starting with uh, a trailer for a Netflix film, an upcoming Australian animated Netflix movie called Back to the Outback. May I just say, it's Madagascar, but Australian. Yes. <laughs> That is literally what this is. I am all for it. <laughs> I am so for this. Hey, hey, look, look, look. The the Americans fucking ripped off strange bedfellows. <laughs> it's about time we had our revenge. <laughs> <laughs> back to the outback, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, we're bringing it back. Um, yeah, but no, look, it looks... It, it's it, cool animation. It was so... And Fulia said this when we were watching it, but it's so trippy to see an animated, you know, Australia post, like, mailbox, you know, on the, on yeah, the street in the city. Post, and then, like, a fucking New South Wales license plate as yeah. well. I was like, this is weird. But I like it. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Um, the animation's really cool. I mean, the animals themselves look great, look fun. Um, and... Uh, yeah, like I, I like the fact that it's the 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 more you, you know, your typical Aussie animals that, you know, make our country notorious for dangerous wildlife. So your snakes and your spiders and your uh I don't know if it was a I think it was a crab. 
Um, scorpion. Scor- I think. Scorpion. He looks, he looks he's so cute. He's very cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So everything dangerous about our country is about to be turned into something cute and fluffy uh, in this movie. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm still not okay with the fact that one of them is a spider. <laughs> I mean, it's the cutest fucking spider you've probably ever seen in your life. But, you know. Um, but yeah, no, like, it just... Yeah. It, it just looks fun. It looks like some harmless fun. Like, I'm probably, to be honest, I probably won't watch it. Aww. Um, aww. Well, well, it's... <laughs> Even if not for just... The, the, the voices. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, look, this 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 film does have a great um, a great voice cast. Uh, you know, a long list of Australian legends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, starting with what you got: Guy Pearce, Eric Banner, Isla Fisher, Jackie Weaver, Tim Minchin, um, Keith Urban's in this as well. Like, yeah, there's so many so many great actors and mm. artists in this cast. Um, so, you know, that intrigues me a little bit, but I don't know. I, this, for some, for some reason, the, the, the trailer just didn't sell me on the movie per se. <laughs> it was a fine, it was a fine trailer. It was an okay trailer. And I'm sure the film's going to be fun. Like it might be something like if I had kids, I'd be like, oh, I'm sure my kids this, like, this is cool. Like it'd be, especially it'd be really great just to see, you know, uh, a, a DreamWorks style animation film, but all Australian. Yes, like that's cool. Yes, I'll give it props for that. So, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Fulia, what are your thoughts on I'm this? I'm excited for this. It looks <laughs> like so much fun, and it sounds familiar to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> Not the bogus. Uh, accents that we usually hear of, you know, people trying to put on Australian accents that aren't very um, convincing. Good. So we have some actual Australian voices. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the fact that it's about Australian wildlife. Yeah. Yes, please. Something I can show my American friends. (laughs) Yes. On the Discord and be like, hey, we're going to watch this and you're not going to get creeped out about it. <laughs> Damn straight. Look, all our animals are cute, even the spider. <laughs> yeah, look, the spider's pushing it. Um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the, the, the spider is cute. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it just, yeah, like... It's definitely what you said. It is definitely a Madagascar version. It is, because they're escaping from the fucking zoo. Exactly. <laughs> the exact same thing. I mean, it's the koala. The koala is um, uh, the lion. I forgot his name. Far out. It's been a while since oh, I've watched Madagascar. Yeah, nah. Got nothing for yeah. you. Sorry. Like, honestly, it's not because the koala's like, I ain't going anywhere. Yeah, this yeah. This is my home now. <laughs> yeah, he's he thinks he's all that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I, f- I love the fact that Tim Minchin's voicing him. Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> um, and, you know, just having all these other dangerous creatures with this fluffy, cute koala. It's just, yeah. Koala. <laughs> um, yeah, I am I am so looking forward to this. I cannot nice. wait. Oh, good. Um, and then uh, Michael also has some thoughts, and I will read them out now. I know I should like this, a <laughs> bit of Australian pride, but I can't help to think 
that I'm going to not like it, but the biggest test is my little ones, if they like it or not. If not, there's always bluey season three in a couple of days. (laughs) So when am I going to injure this thing, Kendall? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I just have to say, you spelled my name wrong, Mike. I knew you were going to bring that up. (laughs) I I can't do it. I am not, not only is it my name, but I am, I, I like Wayne. I, you know, spelling is key. Gra- yes. Grammar is key. <laughs> but later on, he spelt my name correct. He wrote it with an A in, in one, one, one sentence. He wrote yeah, but Kendall the rest with, an a, with an E. With an e. <laughs> my brain hurts. How about um, I just fix them for you? No, quickly? no, no. It's okay. I guess I'll get over it. Um, so back to the outback. Um, is going to be in, well, I was going to say, well, it will be in select cinemas across the country, but it will be primarily found on Netflix um, very soon on the 10th of December. Yay! Yay! Trailer 2 um, is trailer 2 for King Richard. <laughs> Second trailer for the upcoming um, true story biopic situation um, starring Will Smith as um, Richard Williams, the father of um, Serena and Venus Williams, uh, two of the most prolific and iconic tennis players ever to live, Yep, uh, ever to do the game, uh, ever to play the game, if you will. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, just, I know, I really just want to see this movie. I mean, the first trailer had me already. This has to be an Oscar nomination for Will Smith. Yeah. Has to be. I don't know if he'll win. I mean, it's still too early to tell what the Oscar race is going to look like, um, you know, because we're only in November. Um, But I'm putting my, you know, I'm putting my foot down. I reckon he's going to get an Oscar nomination because this looks like a great performance from him. Yeah. And we all know he's very capable of, of, the, of delivering. Um, so really great to see him spreading his dramatic legs once again. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and just, I don't know, I don't really know too much about the, be- the beginnings and the upbringing of the Williams sisters and their intro into tennis and how it all started and how they took off and became so successful so young in life and then just went on to break records left, right and centre. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, I think it's going to be a great film. It looks awesome. It's going to be heartfelt, emotional, inspiring, um, and filled with great performances. So I'm here for it. Here for it. Fulia, what do you reckon? I'm, I know you, you're on board just for Will Smith alone, oh, yeah. right? <laughs> How but could you tell? How could I tell? <laughs> I know you. You know me too well. I do. Um... Look, I, I'm kind of the same in the same boat as you. I'm not sure um, where their like where their story started. Um, like I never knew about how their beginnings in tennis um, came about. Mm-hmm. Um, so this will be a really interesting learning curve, I suppose, um, to find out what the father was, or in in some sense was like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he was the type of father who was very encouraging 
to his kids mm-hmm. to be like, do the best that you can and you can be a champion, essentially, is... Yeah. That's that's his thought process. And yeah. that's that's the kind of advice he gives to his to his daughters. And mm-hmm. I kinda like that. Um you know, just, you know, you 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 will achieve your dreams if you work hard for it, essentially. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um I I think this is gonna be one of Will Smith's um greatest performance. Um I hope so. I, I oh. I really hope so too. Um, and like he can do dramatic roles really well. And I've seen him in some. And man, he is very convincing. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Love. I love that man. I need yeah. to get his book. It just released. Oh, you put out a book? He's put out a book. His first book. Oh, is it a, is it a autobiography? I think so. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, and the cover looks really nice. It's very colourful. Oh, cool. Um, just like Will Smith, it's yeah, the best. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. All right, nice. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely looking forward to, to King Richard. Yes, yeah. very nice. Me too. Um, Mike had some thoughts on this trailer for King Richard. He says, I still like the fact that the story... Uh, is with Richard Williams helping his daughters to greatness. It's funny, but I have to say it. Will Smith plays a good version of a person no one really knows. <laughs> That's, yep, yeah, well said. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm pr- uh, probably going to enjoy this without not really liking tennis, but I think that's not going to matter. Uh, so when are we going to watch this, Kendall? Yeah. <laughs> I love how he's put that in as well. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, thank you, Mike. Well, uh, we will be watching King Richard in cinemas on the 13th of January. Ooh, that's not too far away. Not too far away. It's, it's, Couple only, months. it's two months away from now, which is crazy to me. 20 we can see it in cinema. In the cinema. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We will. Um, it's going to be great. All right. Last trailer this week is a very interesting one. Uh, for a very interesting looking film, I think, called Silent Night. This is kind of a black comedy slash horror slash apocalyptic situation. Um, because, I mean, the the plot um, of the film is, according to IMDb, says, Nell, Simon and their son Art are ready to welcome friends and family for what promises to be a perfect Christmas gathering. Perfect except for one thing. Everyone is going to die. Um, so I believe the, 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 either the world is ending or uh, it seems that it's like um, the, you know, there's some kind of war or something going on because there, there was kind of these allusions to either the Russians or uh, some enemy forces um, releasing this like toxic gas um, in, in, in England, in the country and yeah, um, killing everyone. So yeah, so that's a bit dark, um, but I'm very curious to see how that's um, going to be explored or explained. Um, but it, it, this is a really good trailer, I think, because it kind of, lulls you into a sense of false security at the beginning because it kind of sets up this like, oh, this is going to be a fun kind of quirky Christmas movie, you know, family getting together, shenanigans, you know, it's going to be fun. 
and then it just starts getting darker and darker and darker and darker and darker as the trailer goes along to the point where it's like quick cuts and dark shots and people screaming and and smoke billowing and all this stuff. So I'm here for this movie. Um, I have been I have been here for it for a while. I've, this is not the first time I've I've heard about it, but um, but now that I've seen a trailer for it, I'm like, no, this is this is pretty cool. Alright, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. I hope it's as good as it looks. And I'm excited to see Roman Griffin, da- Griffin Davis again from Jojo Rabbit. Mm. He's, he's playing art in this. And then, of course, you know, Kira Knightley and Matthew Good, two, two actors whom I adore, uh, especially Matthew Good. I love him. Um, so, yeah, um, good stuff, I reckon. I'm, I'm excited. Fulia, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> That's not the biggest limb in the world because it's very small. Yeah. You're not watching this, are you? Yeah. <laughs> um, look, it did start off quirky and all that sort of stuff. You did warn me before we watched yeah, the trailer I... that it was going to be a horror comp dark comedy. Yeah. And when I, when I started watching it, I was like, when is it coming? When is it going? <laughs> Your brain. I was like maybe expecting I, it. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. Maybe. I don't know. But I have to admit, I was a little confused watching this trailer um, mm. with the stuff that they were talking about, essentially. Yeah. It just boggled my mind when they started talking about death with the kids. Yeah. And that's when this whole, you know, they're all going to be killed by enemy forces. Sort yeah. Of came um, into it. So I was just like, uh, why are you talking death to the kids (laughs) in this kind of thing? And then all of a sudden, as you said, it started getting darker and darker. And I was like, ah, right. Okay. This is not my movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. Not for you. No. That's all right. Um, So, yeah. Not for me. Okay. <laughs> but I will read out um, Michael's thoughts on the trailer. Uh, the plot said, the plot says it all. An extended family comes together for Christmas dinner at a country estate on the eve of an environmental apocalypse. I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say I'm probably the only one who's interested in seeing this. Kendall, maybe Fulia Def is deaf. Definitely is not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a good tongue-in-cheek take at the up-and-coming apocalypse. And a Christmas film is always a plus. So, when will I watch the death <laughs> of the human race, Kendall? <laughs> well, we, except Fulia, will be watching Silent Night, um, hopefully sometime soon here in Australia. There isn't a release date just yet. But in the UK and the US of A, you can check it out on the 3rd of December. And if the Christmas Carol Silent Night is not in this film, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Even though I'm not going to see it. I'll let you know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just randomly message you one night and be like, it was in the movie. No. (laughs) No context. No context at all. (laughs) And see how long it takes you to remember. Okay. It probably won't be well. No, no. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. All right. We're rolling on out now. Yeah. Tra- trailer park finito for this week. Mm-hmm. Done. Which means now, of course, it's time 
for the moment, the segment, it's time, um, <laughs> the section. <laughs> you punned yourself. I did. <laughs> the place in the show we like to call. Popcorn culture. <laughs> yeah, really going for it this week. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, pop culture time. Um, this 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 week, of course, we will be discussing our thoughts on uh, Doctor Who Flux episode two, War of the Sontarans. Mm-hmm. Um, very excited to get into this. Um, yeah, I um, I'm wondering how we're going to get into this discussion because Michael, being Michael. Being one of the biggest Whovians we know, um, has given us a plethora of, of notes of his thoughts and of some trivia and some facts and some some things to talk about. Um, so I don't know if we want to maybe uh, start r- start reading Mike's things and maybe just discuss as we go through. I think so. Does that, that sound like a good starting point That's for us? That's a good us? plan. All right, cool. Well, Michael's general thoughts... Um, he says, this was a good episode, even if it wasn't part of an overall narrative season. The setup of the Sontarans taking over the Earth in different timelines was a Jeff's kiss idea (laughs) to take on an enemy, uh, in parentheses, humans, that you tried to conquer before. (laughs) In parentheses, see every episode with more than two Sontarans in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Sontarans have, uh, basically... Last week, because last week when we saw the um, the Lupari had put that shield of their ships, Guardians of the Galaxy style, around Earth um, to protect the planet from the flux. Um, just before they finished and closed those gaps, the somehow the Sontarans snuck in mm. um, and decided to invade Earth, but in a wibbly wobbly timey wimey fashion. Yes. Um, which was really interesting. I agree with Mike. I thought that was really clever yep. and cool. Um, yeah. And especially just for the fact, the pure fact, uh, 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 <laughs> I love this scene where, uh, you know, cause it turns out that the Crimean war is ground zero for this invasion. That's where they've decided to go first mm. to, to start, you know, changing human history and fighting them through history. Um, and the doctor's like, why here? Like, why now? And then this, the, the lead Sontar that's talking to her just says, I wanted to ride a horse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Purely for the oh. fact of riding a horse was the one reason he wanted to invade at that particular oh, time. Oh my God. I loved, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved that. I think it's brilliant. You know, that was one of my favorite things about this episode. It made me laugh a lot. And the Sontarans had some great dialogue throughout this. And that was... They're that was, very direct creatures. They are. They don't mess about. No. You know, they tell it as it is. And they like to, you know, be quite facetious as they do it. And they think that humans are stupid. They do. They don't like humans. Nope. No. No, that's why they want to get rid of us. It's it's true, but not if the doctor has anything to say about yep. it. That's for sure. Um, do you want to read Mike's fun fact for you? Sure. So Michael's little fun fact: 
Did you know the Sontarans took over Gallifrey? Oh. A slight rebranding to the Sontarans with the look of them and having Drax as a comic relief. It balances on the borderline of them being a serious threat and goofy-looking militarism uh, per- personified as a potato sitting on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> if more episodes like this are what's in store, I'm not going to complain too much. <laughs> Neither am I. Nice. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It was. It was kind of good. I think that I, I like the Sontarans and the in in just in terms of them being a good villain or a good adversary for the Doctor and um, you know our heroes going forward. Um, yeah, the Sontarans love going to war. They do. They apparently that's what they're bred for. Yes. Yes. I do not like that. No, <laughs> it's not a good thing. I so. do. I also don't like how the one thing that could stop them from doing having this war is the one thing that didn't get stopped from the human side. <laughs> nah. <laughs> not happy what exactly are you referring to so the I, I can't remember his rank is he a captain I think he's a captain or a commander the, are you talking about the douchebag that fucked shit up yeah lieutenant general that's the one that's who he was yes coward yes um, <laughs> you know the fact that he was just you know guilty about how many men had already lost their lives under his command. Yeah. And he's like, well, if they want more, we're going to give it to them, which is the one thing that they shouldn't have done. And he should have listened to the doctor. Yeah. But he just kept refusing to listen to the doctor. And then I loved this line. I wrote it down. Cause I was like, well, that's a good, that's a, you know, cause the doctor is usually so, you know, happy and cheerful around humans. Mm. And then, uh, they said, um, you know, it's people like you talking about the lieutenant general makes me, makes me wonder why I ever bother with humanity. Yes, um, and I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, and she's making throwing realism into our faces. Yeah, because she's a yeah yeah because she's not taking any shit no. uh, from this guy because he just yeah he wouldn't listen to her from the get go, and um, yeah, and then you know when they were um, withdrawing strategically, not retreating. It was, it was, I'm going to make this as a point. <laughs> it was a strategic withdrawal. Yes. Um, on the Centaurans part. Um, yeah. The Lieutenant General decided to just blow up all their ships. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my gosh. No, no good. Yeah. Don't like that guy. No. Don't like that guy at all. Um, all right. What other thoughts do we have from Mike to go forward? Uh, all the plot lines from the first episodes are connected with the flux and will align in other episodes. Yes, I think that's true. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a few things were continued from episode one, but there were also a few things that weren't. Mm. Like, we still, um, you know, there was this episode where there was no mention of, um, Claire, who was, you know, had to deal with the Weeping Angels last week. Um, and we didn't get any more flashbacks to 1820, although we did see that, you know, uh, angry foreman dude, you know, he was at the, the temple when Yaz rocked up there. Yes. Um, he's just there briefly. Um, so, we, you know, obviously we're going to, you know, we never saw him again in the episode, so there's going to be more, more there. Um, 
but yeah, but you know, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on, and especially you know the main. Clearly, what is becoming, I suppose, is becoming clear is the main storyline is whatever's going on with the swarm. Yep. And this this temple that we were brought to this week, um, which is interesting. Yeah, that was the main focus, I think. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mike also says we may not see this on Tarans again in the series. I don't know if he means this as in series 13 or if he means Doctor Who in general. Because do Sontarans travel like the aliens from Independence Day, for example, you know, all of their civilization together? Um, Do you know that? I'm not 100% sure on that fact. Okay. Um, That's probably more of a Michael thing to answer. That's all right. Um, But they don't don't come up very often in, in the series. Okay. So you don't see them very often. So the fact that they got blown up, there's a possibility that Michael's right. That they may yeah. not, they may not reappear. Well, yeah, because it kind of feels like to me that if it's a if it's a race that's bred and cloned for the purpose of war, that they that you know would be no reason other for them to all be together. Mm. I think it would make sense. So if yeah, if the lieutenant general blew up all their ships, and that's the end of the Sontarans in theory, maybe yeah. know, we'll find out. Mm. Um, the Doctor is fluid. Noise. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I wrote that down as well as a little note where um, when they first meet um, bloody Mary Seacole mm. um, and she's like, uh, doctor is a man's term. And then, you know, and then the doctor just pauses for a minute and then just goes, it's fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, noise. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, that was very cool. Um, what else does Mike have to say for you? Uh, the doctor mentions having been president of Gallifrey, a uh, reference to classic who. Yeah. I, oh, I wish Mike was here to kind of go into that a bit more because mm. I don't really know too much about, well, obviously doctor who in general, but yeah, the fact that the doctor was president of Gallifrey, I did not know that was a thing. I didn't know that was a thing either. There you go. Classic, yeah. classic who references. Love it. Yeah. What else do we have? Uh, Svild, the Sontaran at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the thing. Yeah. Uh, invokes section Cyan KZ, uh, KZ9 slothback of the Shadow Proclamation, his right to silence. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, um, that's not an Earth thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like the reverse of a Miranda right, it feels. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of reading someone their rights, he is like, I'm these are my rights and I'm gonna shut up. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm being <laughs> That was that was a nice little bit of uh, uh I don't know if it's would count as world building, because it's probably a reference to something yeah. else in Doctor Who. Uh as Sontar Ha is established by the Sontarans as a war chant, or when something is positive, this episode introduces a negative in the form of Sontar Ho, as uh, when Skark, uh, Sontaran on the horse, executed Svild for dishonor to the name of their species. Yeah, that's that's interesting, because I, you know, I when I heard him say Sontar Ho, I was like, Oh, okay, well, that must mean, you know, a, a lamentation of sorts, you know, something bad's happened, so, you know, we're not celebrating this, but we must proclaim it somehow. Uh, 
the, the fact that that's actually the first time that's ever been said is very kind of yeah. like kind of interesting and kind of cool for me as a new fan <laughs> um, to hear something for the first time. Also, I really liked that scene. It was funny just because, again, it kind of speaks to I just love the way the Sontarans talk. Yeah. Um, because um, when when Svild comes back and, you know, you know, tell, he has information. He has information. I mean, the doctor has tricked him because, um, you know, not everyone knows what the doctor looks like because they regenerate, you yeah. know, and all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, so Sfield had no idea that it was the actual doctor in front, in front of them. Um, and yeah, and so then he goes back and it says, you know, uh, I have, I have met with someone who claims that the doctor is on the planet and if we do a parlay, then blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) and I just love the fact that, um, Skak is just like, you have done adequately. I know that is, that hits them right in the heart. Yeah. For them, adequate is bad. (laughs) Adequate is bad, especially because, you know, not, not, not just because they're all about war, but they're all about honor. Yeah. The honor that war brings and pride. They're super proud. Uh, and then Sfield, I think he begs, begs for mercy or whatever. He's like, please have mercy on me. And then, and then (laughs) Skak is just like, uh, you, you can have mercy the mercy of maximum execution be upon you. <laughs> oh, and then, but then I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe that's like, you know, their form of seppuku, you know, like yeah. the samurai would like, I have dishonored myself and my Essentially. people. I'm just going to execute myself. Yeah. Maybe it's that, that kind of thing. Cause, but at first I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, Cause I just have to jump ahead and say that there was, um, uh, yeah, when um, when Dan is uh, infiltrating the the Sontaran kind of base on the waterfront in Liverpool, um, and then he comes upon the group of civilians that are about to be executed, and then one the one of the Sontarans says, "If you have any words, now is the moment to keep them to yourself." Yeah, <laughs> and then just shoots them. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so. I funny. mean, that line it, it was funny, but. The moment was tense and just it was. so dark. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very dark. Yeah. And Dan's just like witnessing all of this. And he's just like, they just killed they three They just humans. killed all these people. Yeah. It's very, yeah. yeah. I know. It's, yeah, it's full on. <laughs> so it's kind of like writing that balance of humor and, and drama. Mm. And it's... Like, you want to laugh, but then you're like, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it was very... That's the interesting thing about this episode. There's a lot of intense, serious shit going down, mm. but then it finds ways to be funny. Um, you know, yeah. It's British humour, man. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> good shit. What else do we have? Um, uh, Skuck mentions Commander Lynx's claim on Earth for the Sontaran Empire. Um, classic Who the Time Warrior. Right. Even though the Rutans, the Sontaran's sworn enemy, had prior claim Big Finish Audio Castle of Fear. And the Rutan is a green jellyfish, which uh, Mike has provided us an image of. Yes. Which looks very interesting. Mm. Um... Cool. All right. More classic Who references. Yeah. 
All right, that's interesting. I bet Mike lost his ever-loving mind over that thing. <laughs> it's gone over our heads, but yeah, I bet that was like, whoa, shit, that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Like you've got to, you've got to acknowledge what came before this. Like I said earlier, you know, um, you know, and and Doctor Who's ha- Doctor Who has such a, you know, plethora of of information and and worlds and people and characters and things that could just pull from yeah to to you know put easter eggs in and shit you know it's the mcu it's like the mcu baby it's just you know yeah easter eggs everywhere <laughs> i think that's very I love it. very cool yeah very cool. and then the last point of his thoughts uh michael says the 12th doctor had previously helped mary sequel uh, deal with an alien infection. Uh, big finish audio. The charge of the night brigade. Oh, so Peter Capaldi's doctor. Mm. Okay. Oh, cool. So Mary Seacole's come up in, in Doctor Who before. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Right. Very cool. Yes. What did you think of Mary Seacole in this episode? She was really cool. Yeah. I, I liked her. Nice. Um, the fact that, um, that she was the the what the only woman at, at the front lines being a nurse pretty much yeah um but then in this particular history since it was being rewritten she mm. opened up a hotel yes the british hotel the british hotel <laughs> which is i looked up actually was a legit thing oh really she actually did that oh wow yeah. okay yeah that is so interesting mm-hmm. um so yeah um she was really cool um, the fact that she takes notes and to a, oh, like, to that a was, T, that was like cool. so much detail, yeah, you know, the cool. fact that she was watching that, the, the, um, the prisoner Sontaran who was injured, yeah. the way they sleep, mm-hmm. um, to like, and just the fact that she found out the cycles of their sleep habits and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And it was Very just clever. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that, uh, you know, the doctor was like, right. I need your note-taking skills to go and figure out what's going on at the base. Yeah, yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah, because they end up releasing a pri- the, the prisoner so it's filled as he's going back to base to, you know, tell him the doctor information. Mm. Um, yeah, they follow him and, and discover the, the basically the stronghold of the Sontarans and, and what they're, you know... Yeah. How many ships they've got and all that stuff and yeah, it was really looked really cool visually. Very, very cool. Mm. Um, yeah, so Mary Mary Sequel, I I really liked her. She was yeah. really awesome. She kind of at first when she when she was like, "Oh, Doctor's a man's term," I was like, "Ah, oh, I should give her a pass because it's you know it's like hundreds of years ago." Yeah, but. But mm. um, <laughs> the feminist in me was like, I don't like this. Uh, but no, then I came, I came around to her after a little bit. Once she kind of, once once she herself kind of wrapped her head around who the doctor like kind of is, I guess, as much as one can, hmm. um, and just go, all right, this is my circumstances now, um, and this person clearly knows how to deal with these creatures let's let you know i'm gonna help her yeah um uh, and yeah so i really liked i think my favorite part about her was just how much kind of like a interim companion she kind of became for the doctor mm. i think because yeah I, like you said that taking notes stuff was great yeah um and just yeah how she kind of backed up the doctor with every decision that was being made and you know was 
happy to help wherever, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. Um, yeah. And I loved the, her, her authority when she was working the hotel as well. Yeah. In fact, it's just like, you can't tell me what to do. This is my hotel. This is my hotel. You are the guest here, mm-hmm. which was really cool. And I'm just like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> Damn straight, Mary. <laughs> Damn straight. Um, all right. Mike had some unexplained little notes uh, that um, I'm going to read out. The first one, uh, the doctor sees a Tim Burton floating house uh, in black and white. Um, this is right at the start of the episode. We literally open on the doctor coming to in this black and white landscape. Yeah. And, and they stand up and turn around and there's this big, very much Tim Burton-esque floating house with all these different, you know, parts to Mm. it, windows everywhere. It's like three or four stories. It's just this big kind of amalgamation of rooms fused together to make this weird looking house. And then we're out of that and it, and we're into the Crimean War in the 1850s. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that was kind of like, whoa, what the hell is that? And when are we going to go back to it? Like, mm, we don't mm. even know. So that's another thread that's been laid down now. Yeah. Going forward. But it was a cool visual though. It really was. Um, I feel like it might have been that that glitchiness that the TARDIS was having. Yeah. Which was probably the reason why she saw that. But then again, she has, in the first episode, she was also having visions mm. of something. Uh, so th- it might have been something with to do with that. Um, or oh, what are those What are those um, characters called that we see at the end? The glittery skull-looking oh, characters. Are you talk- what are you talking about? Swarm and Azure? Yeah. 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 Yeah, maybe it was their doing. Maybe. I my guessing it's got something to do with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, it could also have something to do with the TARDIS because mm. the TARDIS is still playing up. Yeah. This episode. Um, but thank God it seemed I'm guessing it, it seemed to have the sense to transport them to the Crimean War, right? That's how they ended up there. It was the TARDIS got them out of Yeah. The Flux's path, yeah. I'm guessing. And onto Earth and, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's good. But, yeah, then, the, you know, I was war- I was getting really concerned when the Doctor couldn't get back in it twice in the episode. Yeah. No door. No door. No door. But then, you know, you know, the Doctor's, like, appear, and then the door appeared at the end, and that's how they could get back into it yeah. at, at the end of the episode, thankfully. But um, but yeah, there's just weird weird things going on with the TARDIS mm. still, and we need we really need to know what's going on. And yeah. I think the Doctor's starting to get quite concerned. Very, very concerned. All right, what's the, what's the next unexplained thing Mike mentioned? The new character with the swarm and azure is called Passenger, but are they muscle? And how come? Uh, and how come I'm imagining Taika Waititi doing the voice? <laughs> yep, that's, he that's looked, hilarious. He, that that character looked so menacing. Yeah. Uh, who the hell is that guy? I don't know. Where did know. he come from? And what does he do? What does he do? Does he speak? And will he sound like Taika? Is he... Is he Literally what Mike said. Is he going to be the muscle of the swarm in Azor? Yeah, it's... 
I mean, it looks like that, but I don't think so. Mm. Only because, you know, the Swarm and Azua seem to take such pleasure in, you know, uh, going after people themselves. Yeah. And, you know, turning them into glittery dust. Oh, that's going to be emotional. Um, <laughs> might have some feelings going forward. They're, they're, look, the two of them are just fucking creepy as fuck on their own. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm loving it. Loving it a lot. Mm. Um, <clears throat> that's for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, the, whoever the passenger is, it's very interesting. I want to know what their end game is. Like, why are they going to the lengths of trying to find the doctor? Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what their end game is too, because that was the one part of the episode that was like the most like trippy mm. for me. Because like, yeah, the Sontaran stuff was pretty straightforward, I think. Yeah. But the main storyline with Swarm and Azor, and then the fact that um, for some reason, Vinda ended up being transported to this uh, temple, which I wrote down. The temple is called the Temple of Atropos. Uh, on the planet Time. Um, so that's the name of the planet. According to Vinda, that's impossible. Um, according to the Doctor, a planet such as Time should not exist. Mm. But according to Swarm, this is where Time began. Wow. So huge stuff. Yeah. Huge stuff coming. Um, but yeah, I I was really curious as to what, like, you know, because that... Those tri- floating triangles kept coming up. Yeah. Saying, Can you repair? Like, will you repair? It's like, you know. And I just loved Yaz going, what would the doctor do? Written on her hand. I'm like, no, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But speaking of that, the fact mm-hmm. that the swarm just can read. or Like, I don't know if he has some sort of psychic power. He, I think he does, yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, being like, just, oh. I, I can't even explain it. When he's monologuing about Yaz. Yeah. And just saying, well, you know, all these different things about how he knows her so well. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. It freaked me out. If, I yeah. Like, um, excuse you. Who are you? Yeah. It was <laughs> Get very, out of my head. <laughs> it's very trippy. It's either, It kind of was like, okay, is this guy psychic? Which I'm pretty sure he must be on some level because he's obviously connected to the Doctor like we saw in episode one. Yeah. But then I'm also wondering if it's a matter of time travel stuff, like, or whatever his connection or perception of time is. Maybe he just knows who Yaz is because he's encountered her before. Maybe. Um, that because that kind of seems to be a Doctor Who theme of like you know, you, not everyone meets everyone at the same time, but knows people in different times and all this yeah, mm. weird things going on. But yeah, he he does kind of have this all knowing, all seeing kind of big bad vibe to yeah. him and i i'm loving it honestly i gotta say it again i think, <laughs> I think he's a great great villain for this season it's almost like they've got gemstones sticking out oh, like look, crystals yeah they look so cool the special effects makeup artists must have had so much fun with love. that love yeah yeah like the way they designed the actual look of these um villains i suppose yeah, yeah. uh yeah, oh, it yeah. just they just look like Sugar skulls, but on another level, <laughs> you know? Yeah, to the nth degree. Yeah, like, like just glitter exploded on their face and they stuck crystals into their heads. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, and then let them loose yeah. on, on the world. 
Um, yeah. No, really interesting stuff. And then I kind of liked how they were... Um, they set up the whole thing about the... Because, like, you know, the the um, the Maori, which are the, like, the priestess-type yeah. people. Um, and, yeah, a swarm and Azura needed someone else other than them to be there so that they could access them because they're protected from them for reasons we don't really know. Mm. Um, so that was really interesting. And the fact that apparently the... Well... Like, the Mori, they, like, they manage time or, or, like, time happens through them, which is really interesting. And that's where that episode, not to jump to the end, but that's where the episode ended with, like, you know, with the Doctor sees that um, they've turned Yaz and Vinda into placeholders of these Mori people. Yeah, and, and the fact that they're humans, whether or not they can, they can take actually that, handle that time power, going that, through yeah. them. And that was kind of oh, man. intense. intense. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger ending. What a freaking cliffhanger. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. I was just like, no, no, I need more. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And the episode was an hour long. <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm like, I need another. Give me give me the rest of it, please. <laughs> yeah. I need to know more. Like, that's the, that's the, the thing that's like. I'm frustrating me the most. I don't know anything. I'm nervous <laughs> For Yaz. Me too. I feel like she's not going to make it, but she is. Oh, I hope I so. I don't know. I really like her. She's really want, cool. I don't want anything bad to happen to her. No. No. Can we talk about Dan? I was going to say, let's talk about Dan. Let's change. Let's lift the mood a little. Yeah. From the, the despair of what might happen to Yaz. I like Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan's the man. He really is. He's just... A ray of sunshine yeah. in this bleak world. His, his Liverpool accent is actually I real. I love it. That's actually That's how, how he speaks. That's how he speaks, the it's actor? So cool. Wow. Great. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, me too. I'm here. I'm here all day for it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like they have this thing where they, when they speak... They end their que- their en- they end their phrases as if they're asking a question because yes. it goes up. They go up every they, time. They, they, the pitch of the voice goes up. And I'm like, wow. I can't. I'm not even going to try and attempt to impersonate <laughs> No, accent. no, I'm not. I can't. I suck at accents. I can't. I can't do it. I love accents, but I can't. I'm, I haven't heard I don't know Dan what you're talking speak. about. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Pretty much. It just goes. Kind of it. it just goes <laughs> up. <laughs> I apologize if I have offended any no, anyone no. from Liverpool. <laughs> no, because the equivalent of my Liverpool impression is doing the Beatles and the Simpsons. Help us. <laughs> Help us. Gosh. Uh, anyway, um, Dan. Yes, great. Um, Comes across his parents at the beginning. Yes. Well, just before that, I just want to quickly mention, I was freaking out when him and Yaz started disappearing back to the future style. I was like, oh God, is history being rewritten? Are they being erased from existence? I thought that too. But then it wasn't that. Yeah. Um, so they just got returned to different points in time. So Dan went, literally went back to where he belongs. And then that's when Yaz got transported to the, the temple of Atropos. I'll remember it one day without looking at my notes. <laughs> Atropos. Um, yes. But yeah, Dan's back in Liverpool and yes, his parents. Oh my God. <laughs> how good. They actually figured out how to knock out these Sontarans. 
And that's why he's like the dad's carrying around this wok. Oh, <laughs> that wok, man. Need it. Yeah. I need a wok. I'm never going to think of a wok the same way now. <laughs> Cosplay as Dan with Cosplay a wok. Cosplay as Dan as wok. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. I had a... I swear I had a note here. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because his, um, his parents kind of th- feel some exposition as to the context of what the hell the Sontarans are doing there. Mm. Um, they mentioned the fact that um, there was a three-minute eclipse that occurred... And that's the Lupari doing the shield. Um, and then at the time of Dan reappearing in Liverpool, it had been two days since he left. Oh, wow. So two days had passed. Yes. Between yes. Carvanista taking him away mm. and him returning. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and that's when the Sontar And the Sontaran appeared in Liverpool first, specifically. Yes. And then six hours later, that's when they started going everywhere else. Apparently, according to his parents, that's what they that they, they had to say. About yeah. That. So, but yeah. Um, I was having some feels though when like they 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 found they went to the waterfront and you know Dan's like I'm gonna go in. No, you guys, you guys go home. You know, you know, don't I don't want you coming in with me. And I'm just, I'm just like, oh, why are you okay? I'm glad that he's like sparing them from any carnage, but like, why? Why why aren't his parents trying to talk him out of it? Why aren't they going, let's get the police, yeah. you know? Let's get the cops involved. Let's get the, you know, the, the English military something. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, it was, that was just felt a bit weird to me mm. that they were just, his parents were just like, all right, we're going to leave now, bye, like, yeah. kind of thing. But it was it was a nice little emotional kind of scene. It was, yeah. it was sweet seeing Dan interact with his parents and stuff. Um, but yeah, my, can I just say what my favorite Dan scene was? It was the, and I fucking called it sort of, um, when the, they were him and the doctor and Mary were both on two different ships at the same time and started communicating with each other. Yeah. Like I had a feel at first I was like, Oh, maybe it's the same ship in different time periods. It probably could be, but, um, yeah, they start communicating. And then literally they just say the exact same thing to each other. <laughs> For like the first like 30 seconds, it's, they, they're they jinxing each other. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. I wonder how many takes that, that took. Yeah, to I right. wonder. We'd like some bloopers of that. Mm, that was, that was be interesting. That was pretty great. And they were even like pausing to be like, okay, if I wait a second and then speak, he, they won't speak over me. And then... And then they still speak over each other. <laughs> it was so, so funny. And then I loved... I also really loved the way Dan said, Hi, Mary! <laughs> to Mary Seacole. <laughs> Hello, Mary! <laughs> Why have you got to walk? <laughs> so good. And I also enjoyed the... um. He, he 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 said one of his other lines was something along the lines of uh, pan fried Sontaran. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Just quality. Yeah, look, I th- I think Dan's gonna be one of the favourite companions. Um he's just got this quirk about him that just makes you giggle. And I love that. So I hope we get to see him in future um, in a future series, um, whether or not he 
whether or not they end Dan in this particular season, whether they continue him on like Yaz. Mm. Um, but I, I, I feel like it might just be a one season thing. Um, but yeah, no, Dan's, Dan's awesome. We need more Dan. We need more Dan. <laughs> Give us more Dan. And yeah. I was really, that's why I really liked it at the end when, you know, the doctor's like, do you want to come? You know? Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, he's going to come. <laughs> he's going to come along for the journey. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? I think we've covered pretty much everything. Oh, wait. We forgot. The twist of Carvanista yes. showing up. Yes. <laughs> so I've, there's still a human here that I have to protect or whatever. <laughs> Even if he doesn't like him. Uh, even if he doesn't like... Oh, my God. I just... Can I just have a show that's just Dan and Carvanista, please? <laughs> because the two, the banter was fantastic. Like, you look ridiculous, says the bloke with the floppy ears. Like, just... <laughs> gold. They were just great. Uh, I, lo- I love them. I, yeah, I agree. I highly agree. Those two, just give them a, give them a spin-off show. I will watch it. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> The ultimate uh, odd couple. Yeah. yeah. Really. Uh, so funny. Like, I was so excited, though, to see him, you know, rock up because I'm just like, oh, good. You know, because I love, I fucking lost my shit how Dan kept trying to talk his way out of, you know, getting captured by the Sontarans. (laughs) He was (laughs) just using the same lines on them to try and talk his way. And then. Yeah, and then Carvanista rocked up, and I literally exclaimed, and then wrote in my notes in in bloody capital letters, Carvanista. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. It was fun. Oh uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, every moment with Dan was good. Like, yes, honestly. Yes, yes. Just... We, could, we could just go on and on. Yes. Um, yeah. Now this this episode was definitely well done. Uh, yes, I really enjoyed it. And and it passed so quickly. It didn't even feel like no, it didn't. Like it was a really really well paced. It was yeah yeah very well paced, very well paced, and just you know held your attention nicely. Yes, as well. It never dragged mm. in any parts. Um, and yeah, drove the story of the flux forward. Yes, a little bit, but we still have more questions than answers again. <laughs> we will always have more <laughs> questions and answers with Doctor Who. I mean, it is Doctor Who, after all. <laughs> There's always a question. Yes. Um. Yeah, cool. Yeah, anything else? No, I can't think, think of I anything. I think that's, think yeah. that's it. Yep, great. Pretty much cool. touched on everything. Yeah. Now we're just on the edge of our seats to find out what happens next. <laughs> yes. Next week's episode is called Once Upon Time. Once Upon Time. I read it, my brain just decided to add in once upon a time. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, no, there's n- that doesn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. That's wrong. Yeah, it looks weird, doesn't it? Sounds weird. Once upon time. Once so, upon time. So I'm hoping we're going to get some backstory into time, the planet, and the Mori, and the, the, the temple of Atropos. <laughs> One day. Yes. Um, we are... Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Can't wait to find out. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Mm. So good. All right. I think that'll do it mm-hmm. for us. Uh, popcorn culture. Done. Skis. Done. Um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed. 
um, our, our review and Mike's little input. Thank you, Mike, again Thank you, my girl. for uh, for all your notes and your, your thoughts on everything. Uh, appreciate it very much. Helped to guide the discussion quite nicely, I think. Mm, I think so, too. It was very cool. Yes. Yeah, it was fun. Um, all right. Well, I think we're just done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the show. That is totally the show. That is totally the show. And that was a podcast called Friend. Think and think. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to youtube.com slash Fred the Alien Production. Yes! I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantarmaja. And I've been whoever is reading this and Michael making them say anything like Titty Sprinkles Lister. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to hate that I read it verbatim, but I don't care. (laughs) And... You just experienced a podcast called Friend. Remember to eat beef. Remember to eat beef and uh, all of the delicious things. And Freddie lives and Lucky yeah. dies. And we don't know what happens to Yazin. <laughs> I hope they live. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. In this case, I hope they have more in common with Freddy than Loki. Yes. yes. And yes, Mike, you heard me right. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure to look after yourself and your mental health. Yes. Do that. Important. Very. Very much. So, mm. yes. Quite. And... See...